0: Years ago, I wrote an article for Network Marketing Today, and the article was called uh, The Power of Motivational Music, and I talked about how to get yourself and your team going with the proper music. And even today, I, I do my deep work uh, on a daily basis with a motivational soundtrack playing in the background, and I am 100% aware that the music that does it for me Personally, may not do it for you personally, and I respect that. Uh, in my soundtrack, there are many songs that are there for specific reasons. And I'm not a musician, but my personal connection with words in songs, is just, it's not normal. It's different than it was for my brother and sister and my friends and everybody I've ever known all my life. I mean, I can hear three or four bars of a song, and I know the song and most of the words. Uh, and I don't know why I am that way. I just am. And I know many of you listen to this podcast. You can identify with the instruments in every song. And I personally couldn't, couldn't identify the instruments in a song if my life depended upon it. But I know the lyrics and I've always felt the words. So the title of this podcast is finding your entrepreneurial tribe. And honestly, this is a topic that I have zero emotional connection with. Uh, over my life, I've become aware and I've observed and studied the tribe concept. I acknowledge that I am not normal and that 99% of human beings operate better and achieve their full potential uh, operating in the right entrepreneurial tribe, with a culture of wisdom, uh, what I call wisdom of the ages. I acknowledge that this lack of emotional tribe connection is probably some type of flaw in my DNA. Uh, Maybe I was born without this in my DNA. Uh, I'm really not sure because even as a child, I don't recall worrying about what other people were thinking about me. And it's highly likely that I unconsciously just eliminated the need for tribes from my conscious reprogramming of my mind early in my career. I'm thinking I consciously reprogrammed my mind. I was never consciously thinking about tribes or anything around that idea or concept, but it may have just kind of happened In my reprogramming process, I also know that not giving a flying flip what any individual thinks or a tribe of people think at all has given me a much deeper desire to support and encourage all entrepreneurial spirited people, all of them. And that's another flaw in my DNA that's just not normal. I mean, I care too much. And have an overwhelming need to support and encourage all entrepreneurial spirited people. And, I, you know, the rest I don't really think about too much. But if people are entrepreneurial spirited, unless they're part of my family or close friends, uh, I don't think a lot about them. But as far as entrepreneurial spirited people, I, I think about them all the time. And I don't care what kind of business they're involved in. As long as it's legal, ethical, and moral, uh, I feel the need to support and encourage them every chance I get. For me personally and my personal DNA makeup, uh, the course from this song kind of says it all for me, and really it always has. So that's that's where I live. That's that song is where I've always lived. I I don't. I I just, I guess, march to my own beat. I don't know how to explain it. Uh, All I can tell you is I've, I've observed this whole tribe mentality. I've been fascinated by it for many years. I've studied it, looked at it from every single angle. I don't understand identity politics, those that feel pressure to vote a particular way because uh, a tribe they identify with is pushing a particular candidate. Uh, when it comes to voting for elected officials, it comes down who's the best, who's who has the best interest of all people as their focus. Is the way I look at it, and again, the way I look at business, I think it's entrepreneurial, spirited people. I mean, I don't care what kind of business model they're in. I don't care if they're uh, a Kindle publisher, if they're involved in network marketing or any other business, uh, I'm for them. And yes, I, I've never been a follower. I've always made my own choices. I've made my own mistakes. Uh, I don't need a dozen positive reviews on Amazon to make a buying decision. And the purpose of this kind of deep EQ intro to this session is to share with you I guess to really say that I am the most unqualified, yet I believe very qualified person that I know to share with you ideas on how to find your personal entrepreneurial tribe.
1: Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth. Leadership Development, and Wisdom of the Ages Success Principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
0: Today was one of those days when my plans for the podcast was going in one direction, then my gut, uh, I felt like it needed to go in another. So I have to believe that somebody that hears this session really needs it. I think we can kind of all acknowledge that in the seventh place trophy world in which we live in, uh, it's becoming less and less authentic on a daily basis. You know, Jordan Peterson talks about the definition of hell is trying to live in a world where everyone is self-absorbed and constantly trying to create their following and act like they're something they're not uh, all bound up worried about what others think about them and it's getting more and more like that every day everywhere we look unfortunately and i've said that i believe the ability to focus is the most 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 important entrepreneurial trait moving forward from this point on in history i believe for entrepreneurs finding the right tribe of people with the right culture is is going to become even more and more important as time moves forward. And maybe that plays into focus or maybe it doesn't, but I I believe you got to find the right group of people to be around if you're going to be an entrepreneur uh, from this point moving forward. And I've always believed in all businesses. I mean, all businesses. I believe your long-term income is in direct proportion to the value you provide to the market that you serve. And, of course, that quote came from Jim Rohn. Uh, if you're chasing money, money is a grease pig at the county fair. It's a grease pig at the county fair. If you chase money without as much emphasis on personal development and providing value to the market, uh, you're never going to catch the money. And if you do, you're going to lose it all. If you develop yourself first and provide value to the market, money will flow to you. If you develop yourself first, your leadership abilities, your personal growth, your personal development, and you provide value to the marketplace, to your customers, to your team, by value to the marketplace, money flows to you. Did you hear that? Because that's really, really important. And we live in a world today in and out of network marketing filled with want to want want-to-be-preneurs. Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur today. It's so cool to put that on your Instagram page. And people are telling people what they want to hear so they can create an audience or so they can sell them what they want to sell them. When finding your tribe, the question you should always ask, who's the leader of this tribe? Who are they? And why should I be listening to them? What's been their path up to this point in their career? Are they telling people what they want to hear or do they care enough about people to tell them the truth? And as it relates to network marketing, is their focus on developing future leaders on their team or creating followers who stay on auto ship? As I've mentioned many times in this podcast, my loyalty is not to any particular business model. It's always been and always will be to entrepreneurial Spirited people. I love the network marketing profession for giving me and many, many other people the opportunity to apply, to learn and internalize and apply personal growth principles into a business model that offered all of us and still does unlimited upside income potential. Uh, A business model that demands the growth of our personal leadership abilities if we're going to really achieve our full upside potential. I despise what MLM has become, and it gets worse every year. Uh, yes, I believe there are a few awesome companies left in the market with great corporate and field leaders who have a long-term perspective, but for the most part, it's become a delusional profession filled with as many delusional people uh, that are more focused on keeping people on auto ship one more month than they are developing the next wave of leaders on their team. If you are a weekly listener to this podcast, you know that since December of 2021, last five months or so, uh, I've devoted all my personal development time and every hour I can find into the Learning as much as I possibly can into the cryptocurrency space and literally 40 hours plus a week. And it's like I'm trying to read Chinese. It's, it's extremely difficult to try to di- dissect. Uh, but spending a lot of time reading and researching every single week. And it's become more and more clear to me that finding the right team or right mentor in the crypto market is going to be next to impossible. And I've never had that feeling in any niche I've ever went into. I mean, any niche I've ever went into, you name it, uh, I I can find out who to listen to. I can look behind the curtain, ask a few questions, and find out who I can learn from. But in this market, there's just way, way too many variables. There's too many niches. There's too many specialties. Uh, People specialize in particular parts of the cryptocurrency market. There's too many niches within this emerging, unregulated market. So, uh, you know, maybe five or ten years from now, I could find that that group or that mentor. But, uh, you know, I do know that I have no doubt that digital currency is the future of finances in the world. I have no doubt that the impact cryptocurrency is going to have on the world it's going to be kind of like the Industrial Revolution when it's all said and done, and I believe that. It's still very, very young. Most of the world, especially people in the USA, have not woke up to the magnitude uh, it has already had and will continue to have all over the world. But to say the crypto market is a wild, wild west with, full of outlaws and uh and those whose main concern is YouTube views – would be a major understatement. I mean, major understatement. It's full of people from all walks of life and all kinds of backgrounds, which really is an indication of how big it's going to be. It's not just attracting a certain type of person. It's not just attracting entrepreneur-spirited people. It's attracting all kinds of people from all walks of life the crypto uh, space attracts everyone because most people have an interest in their personal finances. Uh, and again, it's been kind of interesting to me that most are not really entrepreneurial spirited people. I mean, there's a lot of anti-government, anti-establishment people involved in crypto. Uh, of course, there's high level financial people, uh, High level in intellectual people, a lot of intellects who, who like the codes and the blockchain and so on and so forth. Uh, it attracts a lot of researchers and conspiracy theorists, uh, get rich quickers and scam artists, uh, professional investors who at one time were, uh, in the, in the stock market now into the crypto market or both, uh, A lot of kids that are buying NFTs and so on and so forth. I mean, really, they're all here. Everybody's here. And in any niche, the higher the intellect, the the more difficulty they have communicating with average people. The more IQ a person has without equal amounts of EQ, the more difficult they have, difficulty they have communicating with average people. You know, I believe my has always been to be able to communicate in ways that average people with above average desire could handle, uh, when speaking of wisdom of the ages truths that everybody could relate with, but not everybody really wants to accept because most wisdom of the ages principles comes back to the person staring them back in the mirror, is responsible for their movement forward and their progression in all areas of life. And that's a responsibility in our, again, our seventh place trophy world, most people don't want to even think about. And, And I've always personally been repelled from the time I was a kid. I mean, repelled. Uh, with, with people that are trying to tell me what they think, uh, you know, just what they think I want to hear, uh, so they can convince me to do something that I'm not going to do or can, as a kid, or convince me to buy something that I don't want to buy. You know, the world is full of self-proclaimed gurus that are telling people what they want to hear so they can sell them what they want to sell them. Uh, there's people that are repelling, uh, to know no end in the crypto market and in the world in general, that just love to show off their vocabulary. That's how they get their, their jollies is by showing off their, their vocabulary. Uh, people who are, cons- who are consumed only with making money. I can't stand that. They're just consumed with making money Or worse than that. They think money is bad and all entrepreneurs are evil. Uh, Intellects who think they are communicators are very hard to take. People who have grind, who've never in their life—they're from second, third, fourth generation money. They've never grinded a day in their life. Who think they can relate with those of us that have are people that have no concept of EQ at all. Oh, they—they they can tell you for sure what their IQ is, but you. You 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 look at them from an EQ standpoint, and it's sad. So the crypto market is full of these people that absolutely repel me. And I've been forced to listen to so many of their videos and read so many of their articles in hopes to find some that can provide real world right now value for me where I am on this journey. And what all I've really been trying to do is eliminate people to make sure I never listen to another word that person says. Because if I know where they're coming from and if it's not a good place, I have no desire to ever listen to them again. I don't care how smart they are. And again, I've been eliminating as many people as I possibly can over the last five months. Uh My search has gotten me no closer to finding what I'm looking for. Uh, uh, just a source for consistent, valuable content. Uh It's been very, very frustrating, to say the least. It's like trying to learn Chinese. But I've learned more in five months about this crypto world that I knew nothing about. I mean, yeah, I, I bought Bitcoin and Ethereum in 2017 and earned 10 free Bitcoin years prior to that in an affiliate contest. But, you know, I didn't know anything about it. It's, I was a headline reader like most people are. And I can tell you I'm more excited about it than I've ever been about any niche that I've ever entered in the last 40 years. And I've never entered any niche that I wasn't excited about it when I went, got involved in it. Never. Cause I do the research before I make those decisions. But the closest thing I can probably compare this to is, you know, I feel like I'm at the assembly line at IBM, 20 year old snot nosed kid, listen to audio cassettes, eight hours a day from network and personal development thought leaders around the world. Uh, but this time, it's not the 20-year-old snot kid listening. I'm an entrepreneur with many experiences, many failures, some successes, and a lot of personal de- development, personal growth under my belt. It's a different Dale this time. <laughs> So if someone came to me today and said, Dale, I want to build a network marketing team, I could ask them a couple of questions. And the first question would be, why? What do you want? What is your what is your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Because, uh, you know, when Don and I, my wife met, I mean, her response to that question, you know, years ago when we met was, you know, I've got a couple of kids in Christian school and I want to make enough money to pay their tuition. You know, I've got a good job. It pays the bills. She was working in finance at IBM. But uh, I needed the extra money to keep my kids in a private Christian school. And I said, well, why are you doing network marketing? She said, well, that's why. And I said, look, you don't need to do network marketing. If you just need to make an extra $1,200 a month, there's a better way. And I got her involved in eBay back then. So that's the first thing I want to know is why are you doing it? And honestly, in my opinion, for most people, if it's not to create financial independence, financial independence, freedom, then this business there's a high likelihood that network marketing is not the business model for you. If you just want to make extra money, there's better ways so that's the first thing, and I could ask a couple of questions and then I could direct them and give them the a company and probably the team that would be best suited for them and their situation and their interest. And I feel like I could do the same for virtually every business niche I've been actively involved with over the past 35 years. I mean, I've done the research, and I've kept my toe in the water. And you want to learn how to create income-generating websites? I could ask a couple of questions and recommend the tribe for you to tap into. I could do that. And I feel the same way. If you wanted to develop a Shopify e-commerce store, I could tell you the tribe, the course, uh, the community that you should probably tap into. If you wanted to create an eBay or Amazon full-time business, I can, I can give you that information, point you in the right direction. If you want to buy and sell and flip sports cards or domain names, I mean, I know the players. I know who they are. I know the tribes and I know those that are focused on providing value to the market that they serve and those that are focused on building a following and telling people what they want to hear. So they can sell them what they want to sell them. I understand the difference. And I understand the tribes that provide value to the market and those that are just more focused on their YouTube numbers and being able to sell people what they want to sell them. And virtually every niche that I've been involved with over the last 35, 40 years, I've I've named a few, but there's a lot more. As many of you know, so finding the right tribe, finding the right people that are going to speak truth, whether it's easy to hear or not, is a real important aspect if you truly want to progress and move forward. Most network markers fall into a company and a team and a team culture or lack thereof. Uh, into a tribe without much thought or choice. And if you hear, listen to any of these anti-network markers, I mean, they just got involved with the wrong companies, the wrong team at the wrong time in their career, and they just want to blame the profession uh, instead of accepting the fact that they just landed in the wrong spot with the wrong people. It's discouraging to me. It's it's heartbreaking, really, because a lot of these people had talent. And if they'd been with the right company, right time in history, got the right direction from the right mentorship, they would be future leaders in this profession today. Uh, I think back, you know, I, I of a lot of the leaders that came out of the Bill Gould culture of network marketing and so on and so forth i mean you can look at a lot of network marketers and trace it back and understand why they believe what they believe because of the philosophies that they were taught the culture in which they were raised which i've talked about many times in this podcast but if you as you've heard me say a thousand times always ask yourself who is this person why should i be listening to them so I'm going to share with you six questions to ask yourself and answer them truthfully to find the right entrepreneurial tribe, the right network marketing team, the right network marketing team culture, or any other business you're involved in. And when I'm talking about the tribe, I'm talking about the mentor, the team culture, the leaders within on that team. Where, what are they talking about? Where's their focus? Is it on keeping people on auto ship or is it about developing the next wave of leaders? And I have personally, I have no desire to be Elvis, the Elvis, the performer of a network marketing team never have never will. I've been put in that situation a lot because it was needed or necessary, but that does nothing for me. That does nothing for me. I don't, I don't, I don't like to hear myself talk. I don't need to hear myself talk. Uh, that's when we started, uh, APL go. It was a real conscious effort. Um, you know, the team is the North America launch team because it was going to be about teams and a lot of leaders, a lot of leaders that were unified, uh, because when you unify your organization, you separate yourself from the masses. Uh, You know, so that's where my focus always has been and it always will be. Uh, I don't like being around a lot of people. I just don't. Uh, I don't like people treating me any different from anybody else. Some people thrive on that. I don't. I don't like it. I'm to myself. I'm, I'm really an introvert and I know people don't believe that and I don't blame you. I wouldn't believe it either, but I'm a big time introvert. And I always have been. So I know what I need for things to look like for me to be able to function uh, in a team building world. And it, it all centers around unified duplicatable systems and unified teams. Uh, that's what I need. That's what I believe, because the re- the reason I need it is because I sincerely believe that's the only way it can possibly be done. That's why I need it. Because I believe that's the only way it can possibly be done. I believe systems duplicate, personality doesn't. It's that simple. It's that simple. And that's the way things are in the real world. It's not that way in the, uh, side gig network marketing uh, make money online world most of those worlds center around uh, a flamboyant outgoing personality that understands if they tell people what they want to hear they can sell them what they want to sell them so here's f- six things to think about the first question again the first question is to really ask yourself what do you really want You know, not what your upline, downline, sideline, not what the home business world tells you you want. What do you want? And what you want now may be different than what you want 10 or 15 or 20 years from now. The what you want question is uh, a moving target as well. It, It sincerely is. So. But what do you want right now at this point in time in your life and in your career? Because when I was starting out as a 20-year-old snot-nosed kid, all I could think about was getting free, getting out of my job that I couldn't stand. That was it. I believe that if I could make a -a six-figure-a-year income and not have a boss, life couldn't get much better than that. And and I got to work with people that I like being around that were on the same path, you know, of controlling their own financial future, which you know, you track the pe- those type of people in network marketing. And it was like, how could it get any better? But I can tell you throughout, you know, the last thirty five years, things change, evolve, a lot of things change. And at different times, sometimes you get in a situation where, where which I was in where your reality is so far, far surpassed what your expectations were, it's really kind of hard to deal with. I mean, it's like if you told me when I was 20 years old that, you know, Dale, you, you're going to be flying on private planes to, and doing events, uh, all during the week. And then you'll be flying all over the country and all over the world at some point doing weekend events and all. I could even never wrap my brain around that. I could have never wrapped my brain around it. And the one thing that I've always tried to do is never forget where you came from. Never forget where you started. But it all starts with what do you want right now? You know, all of you listen are different points and places in your life. Where do you want to be in three to five years? What's your personal definition of success? Is it what kind of watch you have? I decided to sell all my watches I decided to sell all my watches. I sold all my watches several years ago. Why? Because it 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 it, it, it was it, it has nothing to do with success. Nothing to do with success. So, what is success for you? What kind of purse you wear? You carry? I mean, I don't know what your definition of success is but i think you need to get as clear on it as you can and for me you know i just try to return to the fact that success is living your life working towards worthy goals whose worthy goals your worthy goals and again those goals and dreams and aspirations will change over time but you don't give up you don't give in You know they don't they don't change because oh I don't think that'll ever happen for me that can never be a thought you know the the reason they should change is because you've hit the goals that you had success is living your life working towards worthy goals once you reach those goals you're no longer a success when I set a goal to get my first bonus car through the Shackley Corporation. Once once I got that goal, once I got that first bonus car, I was no longer a success until I set new goals. Success is living your life, working towards worthy, worthy by your standards, but setting worthy goals. So, again, I'm convinced that more and more people enter the network marketing profession and other business models not to create financial independence, not to create some type of financial freedom in their life but to find social clubs to hang out in as i've said many times you know to thy own self be true why are you really here and i've seen people that in my opinion were social club members hanging out who now uh, all of a sudden are doing the activities on a consistent weekly basis to move their life and their business forward. I've also seen people that were doing the activities to move their life and their business forward who got out of the rhythm, usually because life takes them out for whatever reason and they never get back in the rhythm. I've seen that happen as well. So number one, why are you really here? What do you really want? Number two, number two is why are you really doing what you're doing? Why are you really doing what you're doing? And it's not, it's none of my business, but you need to know, you know, for me, as I've, you know, I said many times, my reality is so far surpassed my expectations. When I entered this profession that it messed with me for a long time. I mean, I didn't do anything just coasted for 15 years and I knew better. I knew better, but For me now, it's, you know, I think about it and it's right now, it's about legacy and family goals. It's like, like when I'm gone, did it matter that I was here? That's the way I perceive legacy to be. When I'm gone, did it matter that I was here? And then as far as family goes, it's like, I want to set up my kids and my grandkids, but I don't want to set them up too well. But I want to set them up. I want them to have some security, uh, when, you know, when I'm gone. But and once I feel like I've got that worked out in my brain, then you know, there's some other goals that Dawn and I will have for sure. So, but I'm real clear about why I'm here, and the number one reason I'm here is because I believe I'm supposed to be giving back and communicating to the very best of my ability, encouraging entrepreneurial spirited of people. Uh, some people would rather be creative than wealthy, and that's probably many of you listening to me. They'd rather be creative than wealthy. I've got good friends in this profession, and they're awesome, but they can't get past trying to create something new. Uh, and it's like build your dang team. Build your team. Odell, what I need to, they got they want to be creative. Some people would rather be creative than wealthy. Some people would rather be recognized than rich. There's some people that have been hanging around this industry 10, 15, 20 years just because every now and then somebody gives them some recognition, gives them a shout out, you know, calls them a superstar when they and everybody on the team knows they haven't even sponsored their mama yet. Yet somebody calls them a superstar. And for some people, that's just that acknowledgment, how false it it may be. But that acknowledgment alone keeps them in the game. And it's sad that people have gotten to that point. But that's, that's true. Again, it's the seventh place trophy world in which we live. Uh, some people only want to add value to the world and people around them. There's a lot of people that are, uh, out on a limb, you know, goo gaga, out on a limb, give value, let's all hold hands, sing kumbaya, you know, we got a better way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's true. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's your only focus is to give value, uh, and, and you hang out in network marketing so you can talk the talk, but you don't have the guts to get out there and build your business and walk the walk. Uh, you're a fake. You're just a fake. You lead by example. You real leadership leads by example. Um, so it takes a combination, a lot of self awareness and understanding to figure out what are you really looking to do here? In this profession, what are you really looking for? Why are you here? What is it? And whatever it is, that's fine. Just to thy own self, be true and be true to that. Number three, what's your personal definition of success? And again, for me, it's living your life working towards worthy goals. As I've, as I've already said, once you reach those goals, you're no longer a success unless you set new ones. Uh, are the people in your current tribe are their reasons and their values congruent with yours? I mean, if you're a person that wants that wants to achieve financial independence, freedom—that's really what you're looking to do—are—are are, are you in a tribe of people that are working towards worthy goals? Or are they just hanging out in their social club waiting for their egos to be stroked? I mean, you got to get real with that. That's an honest question that you need to be very aware of because. It's going to rub off on, it's going to rub off on you. Bad or good, it's going to rub off on you. So, number four, the fourth question is you have to ask yourself is what, again, what do you really want to accomplish in the next three to five years? What is it really? What is success going to look like for you in the next three to five years? What's going to stretch you? But what is possible for you? And, and, and what can you get up every day when you're, when you're, legs hit the ground, that you're focused and you're excited to be working towards that goal over the next three to five years. What do you, What does that look like? What do you want to accomplish? Because if you're just hanging out with people, if you just want to hang out with people to blow smoke up your dress and call you a rock star, if you stay on auto ship, you can find that anywhere with virtually every network marketing company on the planet, if that's all you really need. And if that's all you really need, cool. That's cool. But just, to, again, to their own self be true. You know, in in my opinion, the, you know, that's really all the profession has become anyway. As I said many times, network marketing companies no longer offer business opportunities. They're, they're now all big, huge social clubs who try to keep people engaged, having fun, and on auto ship. It's like trying to... uh Herd cats. It's like, it's like trying to deal with 12 year olds all the time. If I wanted to, to, if I wanted to, to live my life in that type of environment, I could have stayed in corporate America with all the t- people acting like 12 year olds on the assembly line. Okay. I mean, really, but that's, that's what I see. So many leaders are just trying to figure out how, to, how can we have a party, you know, and keep people happy and excited and, and engaged because let's don't get down to talking about financial independence and self-discipline or anything that even resembles work. (laughs) And the sad part is that whole philosophy of let's have a party and let's have a big social club. It's working. It's working. And again, I think it's just an indication of the state in which the world we live. I don't know how most network marketing leaders, or at least those with leadership titles, sleep at night because all they're really doing is just blowing smoke. I mean, and their track record is uh, proof of that. How many people have they ever helped get to a full-time income level? How long have they been doing this? I mean, really, come on. But it's working. And, and you know, really, if it's working and everybody's happy, it really shouldn't bother me that much. But daggone it, it does. It just does. Because I'm, I've seen the greatest opportunity in the history of the world to give average people with above average desire, create financial freedom, which is what I desperately wanted when I started in this profession, to be free financially. And I've seen it... Uh, I've seen it just diminish to the point that it's just now just a uh, what it is. And, and it, so it does bother me. Uh, you know, pe- let people do what they want to do. That's fine. But don't act like you've got something to offer that you don't. It'll give people a chance to go find the right avenue, the right vehicle for them. You know, at one time, this profession was based upon personal development and the internalization of Wisdom of the Ages principles that builds people. That's where the focus was. And really, all the professions done in the last 15 years is add to the delusion of the world. Some people think, I, well, I've got a business card down, Dale. It's got my name on it and the name of our company. It's got my email and my address and my phone number and I have a business card. Therefore I am. And when I go to Thanksgiving dinner, even though I haven't sponsored anybody yet, when I go to Thanksgiving dinner, I can show all, give all my relatives my business card and talk about my business and my team and blah, 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 blah. And this fake it till you make it mindset has become such an epidemic uh it's been it's become so ridiculous in network marketing in virtually every entrepreneurial endeavor that over time it's created so many emotionally dysfunctional uh entrepreneurs, wanna pr entrepreneurs, wannapreneurs, uh so many dysfunctional people that I saw this a couple of weeks ago. They're actually creating a course now. Somebody's selling a course on how to emotionally work through your Imposter syndrome. I'm not making this up. Uh, you know, so, so many people have been acting like something they're not for so long that now they need a, a psychologist to help them get through their imposter syndrome that they've been flexing on social media for the last five or 10 years. Uh, I talked about that in a recent YouTube video I did. It's called uh, the secret to overcoming imposter syndrome. And I just talked about this course is like a seven, eight minute video. If I think about it, I'll link it in the description. But this is one of the reasons, you know, all this stuff is one of the reasons I don't even use business cards anymore. I mean, I stopped buying business cards altogether, uh, 10 years ago. And, and the last set of business cards that I had printed, Uh, probably 12 years ago, all they said was Dale Calvert, entrepreneur, author, speaker. That was it. Dale Calvert, entrepreneur, author, speaker. No phone number, no email, no address, no way to possibly contact me. I mean, it's like if we meet in an event... I'll give you my business card. But, but a lot of people got to the point where a lot of you, you've heard a lot of these self-proclaimed gurus teaching people, you know, go to these events, collect every business card that you can. So you can call and pitch them uh, after the event is over. And I think there's a way to recruit at events, but that ain't it. But, and again, that's not the purpose of this podcast, but, So I just, you know, 12 years, 15 years ago, I said, okay, I got to order more business cards. I'm just going to put my name, Dale Calvert, entrepreneur, author, speaker. And if they're going to get a hold of me, I'm not going to make it easy. They're going to have to want to find me to get a hold of me. And that's just what I feel. And if I was going to have business cards done today, that's exactly what I would do. It'd say Dale Calvert. Entrepreneur, author, speaker, no contact information. Uh, And, and, you know, I I told you guys I'm not right, and some of my thoughts are, are, are out there maybe, but that's just the way I feel about it. It's like, do you want to play business or build a real business? I mean, come on. I mean, really, where do you want to be in the next three to five years? That is the question that you should be asking and you should be asking is this group of people is this tribe going to help me progress and move forward towards that i think it's a real important question number five fifth question does the opportunity i'm involved with right now give me a fighting chance to make those goals a reality your three to five year goals and if it doesn't then I'll put a link in the description. It's the number one opportunity for network markers in 2022, period, end of story. I know what it is. I know what opportunity offers the number one upside potential for USA and Canadian residents at the moment. Soon the world. It's the number one opportunity for 2022. I've looked behind the curtain. I know what to look for. I know what the stars lining up looks like. And I'll put the link in the description. If you don't have the opportunity that you need to have to get where you want to go for the next three to five years, then then pounding away in the wrong opportunity at the wrong time in history is not a good business choice. Number six, the last question. What network marketing company or business niche are you going to make your goals a reality? And who are you going to do it with? What team and why? What tribe and why? And, again, I think once you find the right opportunity at the right time in history that makes sense for you, you should ask. You know, and I don't care what it is because, you know, if you're in network marketing, that's one thing. If you're in another business model, that's another. And there's different types of people that can help you in different organizations of people and different mentors, but you got to find the right people. You got to find the right tribe. So the first question is, who is this person? Why am I listening to them? What's their track record been to this point? Where are they coming from? And take the time to look behind the curtain and verify everything that you've heard. You know, what type of team culture are they involved with? What type of team culture are they involved with? Who's, Who's the Who's the t- the the team leaders within their culture, and then the most important thing is: this a group of people that will support me on my journey to help me get to where I want to go? Are they the type of people that are jealous of my success? That's hard to say, but man, that's that's what a lot of these tribes have become they're full of nitpicking people who are jealous of other people's success so who am i dealing with here am I, am I dealing with a group of supportive people in this tribe who have who have worthy goals or am i dealing with people that like to hang out with their business card calling themselves entrepreneurs and are jealous when other people move forward I mean, the Great American Box, which I've also done a video on years ago, the Great American Box has now moved inside side gig niches where you have people trying to pull other people down within entrepreneurial niches. There's no place for that. There's no place for that. Uh, Here, two or three weeks ago, we did a video for our team, uh, and, and the title of it was Meet Your Teammates. Meet Your Teammates. If I think about it, it's private. You can't access it. But I'll put the direct link in this podcast if I think about it. Uh, but it was called Meet Your Teammates. And the purpose was that I knew that the right people that were going through the right evaluation and asking themselves the right questions could benefit by knowing the other people that were part of our team. They could Because they're going to find people like them in many cases. And so that's why we did that Meet Your Teammates session. And again, guys, this this is stuff that this is gets down to reality. It's where the rubber hits the road. So the six questions were, number one, what do you really want? Number two, why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Number three, what is your personal definition of success for you? Number four. What do you really want to accomplish in the next three to five years? And is what you're doing going to give you a fighting chance to get there? Uh, that's number five. Does your opportunity you're involved with now give you a fighting chance to get there? And then number six, whatever you're doing and whatever you're going to do, who are you doing it with? What is the tribe you're doing it with and why? Do these questions make sense for you guys? Do they make sense? Because I've seen so many people, good people, that simply got involved with the wrong tribes at the wrong time, got misinformation, were told they, you know, you have to have a blog if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing professional, or you have to do this, or you have to do that, or you need to buy these leads for $300 a month, and on and on and on. And I've got so, there's been so much misdirection that has been propagated throughout this profession in the last 15, 20 years, it's put, it's placed it in the, in the state in which it's in. And, you know, if you're going to make a, a pivot in network marketing, all network marketing pros pivot, all entrepreneurial pros pivot. And if you're ever thinking about making a pivot and finding a new tribe, then I believe these and hope that these six questions will give you an outline things to think about Uh, because we're talking about your career. We're talking about your life and it's something that you should not take for granted. So I hope these six questions will help you. Okay. One last idea that I just need to get out of my head. It's kind of related, but not really uh, to this session, but I just need to get it out there. You know, make sure all of you realize and understand the money is the root of all evil. Money is the root of all evil. Now, we all know that that's not what it says. It's the love of money. The love of money that is the root of all evil. But, you know, as children, many of us growing up, myself included, heard that verse as money is the root of all evil. The focus was not on the love of money, It was money is the root of all evil. A lot of us grew up in that type of environment, and it takes a while to get through that sometimes. And I can tell you for sure, I cannot stand being around anybody that's just money-focused, greedy people. I cannot stand being around money-focused, greedy people. But I love being around those who are attempting to create financial independence and create their own freedom, financial freedom from the nine-to-five job are a business that absolutely owns them. They don't own the business. I love being around people that are seeking financial independence. I can't stand being around those that are money-focused and greedy. And what do you do when you find yourself with the wrong team, the wrong tribe, uh, the wrong culture? Because some of you that are listening to this podcast, that's probably what where you find yourself today you're just with the wrong team the wrong tribe the wrong culture what some would call being unequally yoked uh, and i believe if you do your homework in the beginning ask yourself the right questions look behind the curtain you can prevent that from happening most of the time unfortunately not always I mean, more than once in the last 40 years of my career, I found myself working with the wrong people, and I kind of knew it early, but the product or service was so strong uh, that that I took that gamble. Um, one time, I got totally fooled. One time, I knew within the first week, I was working with the Three Stooges, but eventually you know the the product or the service was so strong that i tried to work through that but i can tell you to date to this point it's never worked out for me so if you find yourself unequally yoked my advice is get out just get out uh there's a big difference though ladies and gentlemen between being unequally yoked and being in disagreement uh There's not been an upline. I've got many uplines, many sidelines that I love as human beings. And, and we are for sure unequally yoked, but I can still work with them together because we, yeah, we have some disagreements, but it's not, it's not anything that's a deal breaker. It has nothing to do with what's legally legal, ethical, or moral. It's just more disagreements. So, I would just caution you, don't let your spiritual reasons be a cop-out and excuse for not growing as a person. You know, what is Third John 1 and 2 says? It says, Beloved, I wish um, uh, above all things that thou may prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Prosper and be in health. And... It, it, if you're in a situation, you know, there's so many people, they're so heavenly minded that they're no earthly good. And they think poor is some type of virtue. You know, I personally think being poor is, is sinful. You know, you're, you're, you're supposed to multiply your coins, not hide them under a bush. Your talents, your talents. You know, multiply your talents. Don't hide them under a bush. Use them. Uh, Expand them. Grow them. Uh, Some feel that if I'm ambitious, I'm not thankful, and that's just not the truth. Uh, It's not the truth. As Jim Rohn said, the secret is to combine thankfulness with ambition. You can be thankful and ambitious at the same time, and that's one of the secrets Use your talents. Use your God-given skills, abilities, and expand them and grow them. Grow them. Uh, Make an impact for other people. And, you know, we've all heard it said that your income is the closest, is the average of your five closest friends. You've probably heard that. If you take your five closest friends and you take their average income, of each one and you write it down and you divide it by five, whatever that is, that's about where you are from an income standpoint of your five closest friends or family members. And the one thing that I've seen over the years is a lot of really good people compare themselves, not with their upside potential, not with where they could, what they could become, but they they don't compare themselves with the person staring at them back in the mirror, which is the only place to compare ever is with the person staring you back in the mirror, not with your spouse, your your siblings, nobody in your family, nobody in your upline, downline, sideline. It's all about you and the person in the mirror. And a lot of people over the years, you know, you hear them It's like, well, Dale, you know, uh, you know, my house was freshly painted last year my neighbor's house hadn't been painted in 15 years you know m- m- my car's fine i mean i'm driving a, a a 1999 model you know my my neighbors their car's 15 years old you know uh you know my neighbor you know their kids run around in the neighborhood undisciplined yelling screaming chasing the chasing pets my kids are very well behaved. They stay in their yard and they do what they're told. And Dale, uh, you know, uh, you know, my neighbor, uh, you know, their company, they, they top out at about $22 an hour. Well, I, I was at $31 an hour, and I got a chance to get a cost of living raise this year that will be up to 10%. And my neighbor this and my neighbor that. And for some of you, listen to me. The problem is not your neighbor. You just need to get new neighbors. Get new neighbors. Maybe, maybe that's what you should be thinking about. Do I belong in this neighborhood to begin with? Maybe I need new neighbors. Some of you need a new tribe. You need to be around people that will support you and encourage you. Around people that understand that success is living your life working towards worthy goals. And if that's you, and if I, I hope I've said something on this session that will help and inspire you. And I just want to encourage you because I really believe that moving forward from this point on in the future, the people that you hang around, the tribe that you're involved with, is a very, very important part of helping you reach your full upside potential. Thanks for listening. This is Dale Calvert. We'll talk to you next week on another session of the MOM Success Podcast.
1: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.